Hey, everybody. Let's be friends. Oh, you don't want to? It's all right. Making friends is hard. This is Josh Jack and B-Lion, and we're going to try to make some friends, maybe. But probably not. With arms wide open. I can't get that fucking Creed song out of my head. It's not uh, Journey, by the way. It's Creed. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it's in my head now. Ah, what are you going to do? So, uh, what's going on with you and your friend friendship life besides you and your girlfriend like who else do you, who else do you hang out with and what do you, you know doing? I, I some of the people i'm friends with don't get back to me so uh, now do you think like that if one person i'm sorry what's go ahead. up go ahead i'm sorry I'm just gonna say i find if one person cancels plans or just doesn't respond I get really, you know, I tend to avoid doing going out and doing a lot of stuff. So if one person, a friend of mine, doesn't get back to me, I'm like, all right, I shouldn't hang out with anybody. So that's my fault. But yeah. So wait, what was the question? Well, I didn't. Get, I didn't ask it. I was going to ask. Like, oh. uh, you said that people don't get back to you. They, you think that's because they don't want to hang out with you, or you think that's just uh, some other reason? So I'm not sure. I asked my, I told my friend Justin, I was like, you know, you never get back to me. What's up? And he said, you know, sorry, I'm always working. So maybe that's true. Maybe yeah. it's not. I can't read his mind, so I don't know. Yeah, that what the word excuse it, is hard to tell if somebody's lying or not. I guess the best way to do is find out where he works and call his boss. <laughs> and his boss is like, oh, he only worked 15 hours this week. Then you go, you're a piece of shit. What? You only worked 15 hours? You just don't want to hang out, you fucking... I know where he works, so maybe I'll do that. That'd be fun. Do that for the <laughs> show. Call him up. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll argue with him on the phone. <laughs> yeah, you never know, and it's hard to know. What would you assume in that situation if it were you? Would you assume he's avoiding you? I mean, it depends. Like I said, the worst thing the person can do is not text back at all. If they do that, then to me, that means they want nothing to do with me, and I usually just delete them out of my phone. But if, they're, if they say they're busy with work, then I'll just say, okay, no problem. And then once that – I rarely text people, so when I text people, if they're actually busy or they say they are, I don't get mad or anything. I just go, okay, cool. I don't text them really for probably after that for a long time because I'm like, okay, if this person is more busier than me, then if they actually want to hang out, let them text me. And if they don't, well, then, you know, I guess we just don't hang out then. Because I'm not, if they're super busy with work, I'm not going to keep texting and go, hey, let's hang out. Because then I want to come off needy. Uh, but I actually had a guy text me recently. He's not a friend. Uh, he who's not a friend at this point in my life. We were, we were good friends as a kid. He lived on the street from me. And uh, my parents thought he was a really nice kid. He was, but he wasn't like, but they thought he was like a really nice kid and everything so they they would like invite him to lunch and buy a mcdonald's and stuff and he would come over and uh when i moved when we stopped being friends it was weird uh we were good friends and then one day we went to the same middle school i think i failed a grade so he was a grade ahead of me and uh i knocked on his door and he said he left there and he didn't wait for me so i saw him at school he looked like really pissed off and i was like hey man what's up why did you wait for me and he was like leave me alone or something and i was like what did i do to you and he was like pissed off i was like i'll fuck you and i walked away he said you too and we stopped, and then like a year later, he he called me out the blue, and he said, "Hey, can I come over?" 
Like, nothing happened. He didn't even say, like, hey, I'm sorry. He just said, hey, can I come over? I just hung up on him. And then I saw him. That was when I was, like, 12 or 13. And then about seven years later, I was working at CBS. He came in. He used to be fat. He was all muscular, so I didn't recognize him. So, long story short, he asked me for my number. He goes to the same gym I do at Planet Fitness. He asked me for my number, like, about a year ago. He's on my Facebook. I friended everybody. He texted me out of the blue. I haven't talked to him in months. And he just said, "Hey, how's how's you do, how you you know how you been doing?" This is uh, he said his name, and I was like, "Oh, it's been going all right." And it was just a, I, I rarely get uh, texts out of the blue, but it was like a text out of the blue, and I was like, "Oh, and he's like, how's comedy going?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's going all right." He's like, "Yeah, we got to catch up sometime and hang out." But I feel like we're not the same guy. We were kids. We used to just play video games, and we would make up these weird, you know, like games in the park. Like we were, you know, trying to like uh, we we actually would play Dig Dog Ditch. You know, and stuff like that. We ring the person's doorbell and run and stuff. And we used to, you know. But now it's like he has kids and he's kind of like uh, different. You know, me, I mean, I, he probably has no clue that I do the whole weird offensive comedy stuff. Not to say I have to be like that around him. And he's a black guy and uh, he has kids and stuff. So I feel like we're not the same person. Like if we hug out, I wouldn't even know what to do. Like, you know, like talk about God or some shit. <laughs> Yeah, that it is weird when you don't visit when when you stop hanging out with a person for a long time, and then you, you try it again, and sometimes you're like, oh yeah, at this point we are so much different. Like you were, I'm basically repeating everything you just said, but it is weird. It's like you try it again, you're like, yeah, we were friends, but we're not really. There's nothing anymore. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, I felt like we were friends just because I think we, I'm not sure if he was in my class. I think it, we, we were in. We had a class or two, or he was in my grade or two as a kid, and then he lived on the street from me. And my parents thought he was a really nice kid and everything. And we played video games and stuff. And you know, he was. We used to argue and stuff. He, he was actually the guy I talked about. He told me he had the sex dream about me <laughs> when I was. It's weird he has kids now. I thought he was gay, but apparently not. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I was a really cute kid back then. Really cute. You know. But uh, yeah, so you... yeah. <laughs> well, I'm bra- I mean, I'm not. I probably wasn't as cute as I thought I was. Always had bad teeth, but other than that, it was kind of cute. But um, no, but yeah, it's just it's just weird. It's like uh, I he added me on Facebook uh, a while ago, and I, it just sucks when a black person. Ad- well, I'm not on Facebook anymore, <laughs> but it's just weird. I, I hate when a black person adds me because I'm like, you know, I post you know nigger jokes sometimes and stuff. Oh. Uh... And it's I was like wondering where that. <laughs> and it's like, uh, like uh, this one guy. He, he, I met him on Craigslist, which sounds weird. He put on a comedy show. Uh, and uh, is a black guy, really nice guy. He has a catering company in Bristol, whatever. And I did it. I did. That's the show I tell you. It was a church show. It was a church show I did. It was had to be clean. And then he uh, added me on Facebook, and uh, I was just like, fuck, you know. And I was, I was still post black jokes, but I was just like. I had to clean it up, so he probably thought I was this clean comic, and then now he's reading this shit, probably like, what the fuck? But he never said nothing. It was an old black guy, so maybe he was more... But I was, whenever a black person would add me, I would just go, oh, man, this this sucks. You know, <laughs> interesting, because isn't that the thing that you always bash people for, like, not liking your statuses because of how it comes across to the people they like? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's one of the reasons why I got rid of my Facebook. And people are like, oh, I like even comics. Even this one guy's account. Oh, I like your, I like that status. I like how you don't give a shit. Of your, oh, I don't see you liking my status. It's, yeah, I don't want other people to see it. Other people who? I go, it's all people from here. So we're going to stop talking to you. Know? But, uh, yeah, man, that's, that's just, it's just like uh, 
the the douchiest thing I ever heard, you know, was when uh, Anthony Cumia got fired for that whole incident when he he's taking pictures of that black hooker, and then he yeah. had a he had a fallout fallout out with Joe DeRosa. And Joe DeRosa yeah, was like, that's what you're gonna bring up. <laughs> what is, what what is my black friends gonna think? <laughs> it's so douchey. It's like, what are my black friends gonna? It's like, why would your black friends tell you? What oh, you're friends with that Kumia guy? Oh my god, we thought you were different, man. It's like, why would they say anything? Yeah, I mean, it, to think that also means that your black friends have no ability to think for themselves. Like, what's the full context here? It's kind of almost racism in itself to think, oh, well, black people aren't going to understand the subtlety of the situation. Yeah. It's a really liberal, douchey thing to say when white people try to speak for black people and try to say what they like and speak for them and say that's racist. But it's like, let them react to it. Let them tell you it's racist before you open up your mouth because you're not black and you're trying to just be the cool white guy who's down with everybody, and it's like, let them, they're fine. You know, they've done well for themselves. They don't need you to be the the white referee and step in and fucking, you know, let everybody know it's not cool. It's like, you just sound like a douchebag. Yeah, they can talk, you know. Go to any movie theater in the city and you'll hear them talk. <laughs> yeah. that, that was a cheap shot, but, you know, now, this isn't a friend-related topic, but I was thinking about this. So, you said you want to make money, and I'm not trying to start an argument about her oh, previous boy, argument. We... But you, no, but seriously, you said you wanted to, you would like to make some money, and it would be nice. Let's you know to do this podcast stuff. But you know that advertisers, especially now on YouTube, everything's sensitive now, and you know how I roll. You know, as far as the jokes go, and I say the N word a lot. Don't you think you're kind of doing a podcast show with the wrong person in a sense that we're never going to get advertisers because they might listen to a show and hear me say something like that and be like, there's absolutely no way in hell we're paying these people money for. You know, I, I listen, I used to think that not about you, but I used to think that about shows, but then, you know, I would listen how either on the Chip Chipperson podcast or on the Joe Rogan podcast, how people would say, you know, what it would be considered offensive things during the ads, and they didn't drop them. And yeah, I'm not saying we're at that level, but I, I guess what I'm saying is it sounds like what you're saying is that I would rather just sell out and do whatever an advertiser is happy with. No, not sell out. I don't think it's selling out at all, but I'm saying that. You know, like YouTube, for example, they just took down my podcast because I said some things about some black girls. And uh, that, you know, not just YouTube, but just, you know, it's just like when YouTube does the whole thing where it goes, oh, you can't get monetization because everything's sensitive now. Oh, you can't get monetization for this video because it's not advertiser friendly. It's not suitable for advertisers. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean... I would recommend, at least as an idea, maybe to make a video where you talk about the fact that they took down that video because it was deemed offensive. And, like, just, just, I don't know. I don't think that it's like the days. All right, YouTube, yes, they're they're bullshit, right? There's a lot of that. I hope that that doesn't continue, but... 
I don't know. I I feel like there is a path, and it's just a matter of finding it. And yeah, maybe it's not as easy when you curse, but that's like I feel like that's the same thing as saying you know you gotta do clean comedy, otherwise you're not gonna get booked on shows. It's like okay, maybe not as many people will put you on a show if you're not dirty, but your fans will be there if you build a following and they're going to appreciate that about you. Like somebody somebody is going to appreciate your comedy because you're honest about sex. You know, if that's what they want to hear, they're going to value your honesty more than they're going to value, say, someone doing uh, jokes about the circus or, you know, you know, safe, clean comedy. So anyway, that's my rambling way of saying I think there's an audience and I think there's advertisers out there who are willing to put up with uh, so-called offensive content. I think that was more difficult, you know, in the era of just television. But I do think it's changing with the Internet, even if YouTube's not a good example of that. Yeah, and it's like there's another show, and there's no point mentioning the name, but remember they were saying uh, it's mainly it's always me that drops the the end bomb, and I think Bill Miller said it last week, but you know, but you were lumped into that. They're like they they the guy said they used the N word, they throw it around like you know, like even though that guy was just being a dick and he was just trying to stir up content for a shitty show, you know, you get lumped into that too. But I mean, that's just one guy. That's not silly. You know, when people, if you're a stand-up comedian or anybody in any communication field, the idea that you want to uh, say that certain words shouldn't be said, I think that reflects poorly on you as a communicator. Yeah. Yeah, like I think that the idea that, uh, you know, they want to, Whatever. I don't need to talk about that guy. Yeah. yeah, I've said that word a few times, but you know what? You haven't said it on this show it's yet. I mean, I don't think Act- you. Ever, I don't think you ever said. I think the, I, you never, I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm Jesus. I'm talking all over you. Um, you never said it on this show. Not on the uh, Making Friends podcast, but on the <laughs> TV podcast. You have once or twice. Yeah, I don't remember that. Wow. That's because I soft version that ends with an A. Oh right, yeah. That to me, that's not the same. Okay, so do you do you wish you had more friends in life? Like when you text people, they don't get back to you. Does that bother you at all, or or is it just uh, like? I wish I had. Well, I don't wish that I just had more friends for the sake of more friends. I wish I had more friends who also, uh, like were the right type of friends. And what I mean by that is people who... I, I don't know how, how exactly to say it, but I feel like there are certain things... Like, when I went to school, a lot of the people who I knew in school, I didn't like. But then when I started doing comedy, yeah, I guess they're comedy friends or whatever, as you put it. But I definitely feel like that's more the type of person I would want to be friends with. So if I could make more of the right type of friends like that, yeah, I'd be happy to to have more friends. Uh, how do you feel about that? Well, I feel like I, like I said, I've given up on sex and given up on friends. I mean, it's like uh, when I was in my early 20s, I tried really hard to make friends. That's, why, that's part of the reason why I got into the whole pickup artist thing. It wasn't just about getting laid. 
It was just about, you know, building a social circle. And I really thought I could. And I, I used Craigslist. I went on there. I posted all different types of ads for going out to dancing, for comedy uh, things, to play basketball, to go to movies. And that's how I met the uh, the black chick I used to be friends with that I moved in with, which, you know, didn't end well. But we were good friends for at least for a few years. And, you know, I tried really hard to uh, make friends. Then as I got older... It's not that now I don't want to. I feel like now I just don't care as much. And plus, Craigslist has changed. People used to meet on there very easily. And I, I think the last year I posted on a few ads that I used to post in my 20s. And I think it's my age. Now that I'm 31, it's easier to make friends in your 20s because people are in college. They're living in the city temporarily. And they see your age. Like, oh, this guy's 26. That's not too bad. But when you get in your 30s now, someone who's like 21 or in college is like, well, that guy's kind of too old. You know, he's 31. I don't know if I want to hang out with some 31-year-old. Even though I, I might not be old as far as, you know, hanging out with younger people. Even though I go to, I guess you could, I'm hanging out with college people on Friday and Saturday nights. People are drinking. Everyone's having fun. That's different than people going, oh, I'm going to write this person, you know. So, yeah, it, the older you get, the harder it is to make friends. But... Now, I just, uh, I, it's weird. I'm so used to being alone, it's almost scary. You know, I do get lonely and stuff, but I don't care at all. To the point, I'm like, should I care about this? You know, I'm doing a podcast 2 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night by myself, uh, rambling drunk, uh, just cursing at people, cursing around people uh, near a train station. And uh, I should feel sad, but I just don't care. <laughs> Here's my question. I hear everything you're saying. Here's, here's my question. Uh, you, you were talking about how you delete people from your phone all the time. And you seem to, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like you cut off friendships a lot. You know, this is maybe kind of a corny way to say it, but you kind of have to, like, nurture friendships, I think. Meaning, like, all right, there's sometimes... <laughs> whatever, sorry, but whatever I think of the word nurture, I think of a woman breastfeeding. <laughs> I don't know why. You got to breastfeed your friends. Yep. got to pull out your tit. Feed them that but, friendship titty. Yeah, just imagine that you communicating with them is your bosom giving them the fresh milk. But, I mean, you, sometimes there's things you don't like about people, and... Maybe you can look past them, and maybe you enjoy certain things about them. You know, I I, I know people who, you know, I don't agree with on politics or whatever, or maybe they're not great at certain things and they kind of suck, but for the sake of having somebody to hang out with one night, I might look past that. And you might think of that as like, you know weak of character or lame but if you I, I don't know I feel like if you make friends with people it's easier I feel like sometimes it's better to have a shitty friend than to not have a friend I guess is what I'm saying I guess I think what you're trying to say is I need to have my arms wide open yes when arms wide open <laughs> When you're dealing with shitty friends, put your arms wide open. There you go. That's that's exactly what that song is all about. I think that you should go sing that song at a karaoke. I was going to say that. I should. 
I sing it just like them too. There's actually a Friday night spot in the city that's pretty cool, and they do karaoke there. It's, they got oh, these yeah. big giant Jenga bricks, like the, the game Jenga, like at Raven Lodge, but they're bricks. They're like real big. It's a pretty cool spot. Uh, they start moonshine. Pretty cool spot. Uh, I should go there and sing it this Friday. We're in arms wide open. Huh. Where in the city? Old city. Old city. Yep. Old city. We might make a new friend there. A karaoke friend. Who knows? should do it. Those are the best kinds of friends. Yep. Well, I don't have anything else for this topic. Anything else you want to say about friends and such? Uh, no, not at the moment. But I'm curious to know uh, what our listeners are thinking about their friends. Mm. Do you agree or disagree? Is it better to have shitty friends than no friends? Please email us at tlndshow at outlook.com. This has been Making Friends is Hard. <laughs>